Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, November 2nd. Wow. I feel as though this Katy Perry song describes the roller coaster of emotions for many sports fans, especially if you are all in for better or for worse in sickness and in health until death do us part. It's it's a lifelong journey, Odyssey, and in some cases, it can be one of those relationships with your sports team. That can rip your heart out. There might be times when you want to quit your team. You want to have a divorce with your team, but you just can't do it. You can't quit the teams that have got your heart and your soul. That you poured so much of your passion and your emotion into. Because there's always that possibility. There's always that chance with every brand new season, hope. Springs eternal. And there are these incredible redemption stories. We see them every year in sports. We see teams, franchises, schools fall flat on their faces, fail, and make us miserable, only to turn around and do something brilliant that captures our heart and reminds us of the infinite possibilities once again. And on those rare occasions, for most sports fans, there is, in fact, a summit to the top of the mountain. There's glory. There's joy. In place of disappointment and failure and heartache, there's hardware. Texas Rangers fans know this journey well. I dare say many of them had stopped hoping because it just did not seem possible. 102 losses in 2021. Despite the money they'd spent, the moves they've made, it wasn't working. Constant change equals constant losing in sports. And the Rangers... Their fan base, they wore that like their favorite pair of slippers or the favorite pair of slippers that now had holes in them they really wanted to get rid of, but just couldn't bear to part with. 
This Rangers team has seen a changing roster. Players from free agency, from trades, a lot of money spent. (laughs) Two years ago, a lot of money spent on each of the losses. But it finally, finally started to fall into place in 2023. They led the AL West most of the year. A division title was finally on the horizon, in their sights. Until they finish out the season with a six or seven game road trip. And they lose the majority of those games. Including three of four in Seattle. And by doing that on the last day of the regular season. They actually don't win the AL West. That's the hated Astros again. The Rangers, they regroup because they've still got playoff baseball in front of them. Might as well try. Never know what can happen. And man, what a ride in the last month for fans of the Rangers who finally see why, why you can never give up on your team. Why it's all worth it. All the losing, all the pain, all the disappointment, all the dejection, the temptation to lose hope, ah, it's all worth it. It's all worth it when you get to hear those magical words. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. (laughs) The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over, and the celebration has begun. Straight up 8 o'clock in the Mountain Standard Time Zone, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. 10 o'clock back home in Texas. Josh Spores wraps it up. And the Rangers are your World Series champions. Can you believe it? Wow. May the ghosts of 2011 be forever erased. Eric Nadell, Matt Hicks, the tandem on Rangers Radio. Finally. For the first time in franchise history, they are champions. They are the last team standing after a World Series in which they made relatively quick work of the Arizona Diamondbacks, ending in five games, and I don't even know if they want to go home to hold their victory parade. They might as well do it on the road. It would probably be more successful, louder, a bigger party. How did they turn into road warriors? I actually posed that question to Eric Nadell a couple hours ago when he joined us from Arizona. If you missed that conversation, it's fantastic. I could say that about a lot of of interviews, but this one is special. Trust me. We'll bring back a part of it in 15 minutes here on CBS Sports Radio. It's worth your time. And in fact, the entire interview is worth your time from our podcast. 
Eric has been the play-by-play voice of the Rangers radio network for 45 years. I asked him what he remembers about 2011. He said, if you asked me that question yesterday, I wouldn't have answered. I would have told you I don't want to talk about it. But now, it's all worth it because the Rangers are champions. The pitcher's duel in the desert in game number five. Nathan Evaldi was constantly under duress. The starter for the Rangers had runners on base in seemingly every inning he was out there. He lasted six. He gave up no runs, but four hits, five walks. That led to chance after chance for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bases loaded, no score, two outs. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball, it's hit weakly to short. Seeger coming in, and the throw to first is in time. And Ivaldi works his magic once again. He gets out of trouble, and the Diamondbacks do not score. On Diamondbacks Radio, that's Greg Schulte, who, by the way, just called his last game as the longtime voice of the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The Diamondbacks can look back on this game and know they had plenty of chances. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. 11 runners left on base. That's tough. But Zach Allen was not only matching Nathan Evaldi in terms of a scoreless outing, but he was surpassing Evaldi in that his work was a lot easier. It was going a lot more smoothly. He had given up exactly zero hits into the sixth inning. Allen into his motion. Here's the pinch. Swing and a ball hit on the left side. Nobody there. It rolls out into left field, an opposite field single for Corey Seager to break up the no-hit bid by Zach Gallen. Once again on Texas Rangers Radio, well, that was not a hard-hit ball. It's not like the wheels came off for Zach Gallen. He didn't give up some loud, obnoxious home run. Nah, bit of a seeing-eye single that breaks up the no-hitter, except that's how it starts for the Rangers. Little crack, little bit of an open door, some light shining through, and they're hitting. Always seems to be contagious. The 0-1, Garber swings, hits it up the middle, base knock into center. Seeger scores, Carter being held at third as Thomas fires it back into the infield. RBI single for Mitch Garver, and the Rangers score first here in the seventh and lead it one to nothing. Three straight hits for the Texas Rangers. The Corey Singer, uh, Corey Seeger knock, excuse me, to break up the no-hitter. Then there's a double, and then there's another single. Mitch Garver puts the Rangers in front. Diamondbacks, they had plenty of time. They had plenty of real estate. And they had runners on base, but ultimately just could never get the big hit. Instead, a fielding error that cost them a couple runs in the top of the ninth. And, oh, where have we heard this before? The 0-1. Simeon lines one deep to left center field. That ball is way back. And that ball is history. A two-run homer for Marcus Simeon. It's 5 nothing Rangers in the ninth. A blistering line drive that never came down in left center field. Marcus with five RBIs yesterday, won the day before, coming alive for the Rangers at just the right time. 
Eric Nadell again on Rangers Radio. I actually thought Marcus Simeon might end up as the World Series MVP for his work. Uh, The Rangers pounded the ball. They powered their way to a World Series title. Uh, And you know how it ends. They do not give up a single run. Five-nothing win in game number five. And they're perfect on the road in this postseason. No team has ever gone 11-0 and on the road this po- in a postseason. And remember, it, they ended up the regular season by dropping three of four to the Mariners in Seattle. I go back to Seattle. We lost a tough game there the last game trying to win this division. And they could have got down. They went in Tampa. Put that beside uh, beside them and uh, just got after it. And it's incredible to do what they did. And that's what we talked about, how tough a group this is, how resilient they are. Again, they inspired me. Thank you, guys. We didn't get the division. It made us that much more hungry to play good baseball moving forward. And that's what we did. We, we got to Tampa and really stepped up. We stepped up every part of our game, pitching, defense, timely hitting, power hitting. Um, just great timing for all of that. Bruce Bochy first on Fox Sports as part of the championship presentation and then Marcus Simeon on Bally Sports Southwest. Yeah, we heard that word resilience over and over again. Essentially means you can bounce back, and they did, but how do you learn that? Well, a lot of times it's about the leadership. Bruce Bochy has seen it all in Major League Baseball, all of it. Now four World Series rings, but remember, it wasn't that long ago. He was retired. This is a guy who can speak to what it takes to win. Because the Rangers had all the pieces, but they didn't have the culture. They had all the pieces, the individual talent. They did navigate a bunch of injuries like every team does. But how did they put it together? Well, they didn't do that until they got Bruce Bochy as the head, as the voice, as the stability, as the glue, if you will. They needed someone to show them how to win to speak to them about winning culture and to help build it. And so congratulations to the future Hall of Famer for four World Series rings. I knew this was a good ball club. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate, blessed, uh, you know, to, to come into this. It's such a great group of guys, and but it's it starts at the top. And those guys were committed. And look, we're, we're in a good place now. Lots of transplants on this roster. Corey Seager, is in his second year of a, what is it, 10-year, $325 million deal, I believe. Uh, and he'd already won a World Series MVP with Los Angeles Dodgers. He now becomes the only player in baseball history ever to win the the uh, World Series MVP or the MVP of the Fall Classic in each of the leagues. Three home runs, six RBI. Then you have Marcus Simeon, who signed what was the year before that, right, with the team. Uh, they bring in various pitchers from different places, even at this trade deadline. Nathan Avaldi joining the Rangers. Do you know he goes 5-0 and in these playoffs? Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, when you've only been with the team for a couple of months, but that was the type of character, the type of clubhouse they had, where they would take anyone, all hands on deck, as long as you bought in and you helped them win. There were six teams before, six teams that had never won it, and now there's five. So uh, for us to check that one off the board, it's, it's a big one for us. And obviously all the, all the guys that are here, ownership and, you know, see why I give all the credit to, the, for, to them to be able to piece it all together and make it all happen. Asked you earlier, who are the five remaining teams that have never won a World Series? Bruce responded on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Mariners, 
Guardians slash Indians. Oh, man, they were so close. Was it 2016? They had the 3-1 lead on the Chicago Cubs and, and actually had a home field advantage as well. The Cubs ends up winning not just game six in Cleveland, but also game seven in extra innings following a rain delay. I'm not sure I'll ever forget that. I can remember exactly where I was when I was watching that game play out. Pirates, Padres, Angels. But Angels is not right because the Angels have won a World Series. Uh, and... Yeah, and that's not right either. Those are... I'm not sure. Is Cleveland right? Yeah, the 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 Indians slash Guardians. They've never won? Mm-mm. Hmm. Haven't won a World Series. Uh, so, let's see. Mariners. Yes. That is right. That's true. Going back I'd, to their... I'm going to say the Pirates definitely won in like the 70s, <laughs> for sure. Before us. Let's Google it, shall we? All right, coming up, a conversation or part of my conversation with Eric Nadell uh, because it wasn't just about the Rangers winning the World Series. It's about this man who's been the voice, the soundtrack of the Rangers for 45 years, and he suffered through 2010 and 2011, and uh, he was kind enough to join us from Phoenix after he'd finished up with the postgame show and everything else. Uh, just really neat to be able to to ask him about his emotions uh, and and I'm looking it up right now uh, and his kind of reaction to what he saw and what he heard Padres is correct the Rays we should have known that because they got so close the Mariners yes the Brewers and the Rockies so good call with the Pirates and the the, the uh, gut instinct Definitely. Padres Brewers Rockies Rays Mariners those are the five that have never won a World Series so I got him right Congratulations to the Rangers who take that off of their list. Wait, so that means the Indians have? When do the Indians win a World Series? I, I put Brewers. I thought I wasn't sure. I knew the Indians haven't won in a long, or the Guardians haven't won in a long well, the, time. Well, we know the Guardians haven't won. But I remember going back to maybe when they were like the Spiders. They might have the had Spiders. One. Yeah, the Cleveland Spiders. Wait, let's look it up. The Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> so I remember there being a big drought when they were in there, but I thought that they had gotten one like way, way, you know, like 1908 or something. Hmm. Let's see. Is that even fair? It counts. Does it? The Yankees count all 27 of theirs, right? Okay. Yes. Going back to 1948. Oh, 48. Okay. <laughs> and, and 1920. So, obviously, long before Terry Francona. I'm going to miss Terry Francona next season. All right. So, I apologize to our friends in Cleveland. Uh, I was wrong. They've not won a World Series in my lifetime. Uh, but they've they've got World Series titles in 20 and in 48. But how about this? They played the... Brooklyn Dodgers in a best of nine series in 1920. Classic best of nine. (laughs) I don't even know if that counts. That's not modern baseball, but okay. Fine, you won the World Series. It's after hours. I'm not sure I know everything. (laughs) I definitely do not know everything. Francona and I are in the same boat. (laughs) It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise. The wait is over. And the celebration has begun. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The final call of the 2023 World Series. And Eric Nadell has been behind the microphone for the Rangers for decades. We had the privilege of grabbing a few minutes with him from Arizona, where he was doing work, even on the post-game show, because... He's synonymous with the Rangers, uh, and he's the soundtrack for so many baseball fans in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It was awesome to catch up with him. I started out by asking him what it was like to hear his final call back, played back to him on our show. I got goosebumps, Amy. I really did. I heard it once on our postgame show. I haven't heard it since. But, uh, (laughs) oh, man, I, I still can't believe it. You know, this is my 45th year on this job, 45 years. Wow. And, you know, we've spent, I think, three generations of Ranger fans over the course of this franchise's 52 years in Texas. And so to actually get to say the Rangers have won the World Series is uh, to say it was a bucket list thing for me would be (laughs) a, a gross understatement. From the beginning, this team has had some character, of course. They've got some really impressive individual talents. Bruce Bochy added to the mix, though, and he's an old-timer like you are, actually came out of retirement to guide this team. How do you summarize or even begin to explain his impact on the Rangers? Well, he has a calm but uh, really assertive presence. I guess that's the best way I would put it. And, you know, as the Rangers were going through all that adversity in the second half with a a bunch of guys getting hurt, particularly their all-stars, and having this incredible roller coaster of winning streaks and losing streaks, you know, he kept everybody calm. He kept people from panicking. You know, he stayed pretty constant in his lineup. You know, he didn't show any signs of panic to the team. And it just seemed he's got the magic touch. There's something about him that, you know, instinctively, 
he just makes the right move. Starting with spring training when he took Josh Young, a raw rookie, and put him in the number five hole in the lineup. And just about everything he's done since then has worked out right. Um, he's, he's got a gift. He's obviously great at handling people. And the game strategy is, is fantastic. We've had some really good managers in Texas, Buck Showalter included, you know, one of the best game managers of all time. And, uh, you know, Boach has everything. He's got the ability to handle the players better than anybody else. And the game strategy, he misses nothing. And uh, he just, he's got the touch. And now we'll soon have a fourth World Series ring. You will have your first. What does that feel like to know you're going to have a World Series ring, Eric? It's crazy. I honestly never thought it would happen, Amy. When Chris Young got the job um, as the general manager, and I knew Chris when he played for us in 2004, and he's one of the very few players who I stayed in close touch with because he, he lived in Dallas, he grew up in Dallas, and... When he got the job, he told me, you've got to stick around for a few more years because we're going to win this thing, and it's not <laughs> going to take that long. Uh, you know, he knew he had the commitment from ownership to go ahead and, and go for it. And honestly, I love Chris. He's super intelligent. He's super competitive. And I didn't believe him. <laughs> I really didn't believe him. Uh, and I was thinking all along that, you know, there's no way, when we lost over 100 games two years ago, there's no way that he's going to turn this team into a a champion, you know, in any time soon. I'm 72 years old. And for him to have done it as quickly as he did, you know, with the help of John Daniels, who really built the nucleus of the team and the majority of the players on the team were acquired during John Daniels regime. um, The fact that they have done this is, it's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's, it really is still unbelievable. It's four (laughs) hours since the game ended and I'm still, I am still in disbelief. Incredulous, but it's a good it's a good feeling. It's certainly a good thing to be incredulous over uh, something positive like this. Eric Nadell is with us from the desert where the Rangers have just wrapped up the World Series in five games, uh, their first ever in franchise history, and Eric's been with the team for 45 years as their play-by-play announcer. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Why do you still do it? What, what keeps you coming back to that microphone? Well, Amy, it's actually still fun. You know, I I honestly can say that uh, it started dragging for a while, for a few years, but the new rules this year, with the pitch clock in particular, have really revitalized the game. You know, I think the fans feel that way, and I feel that way too, and I think almost all the announcers feel that way also. There's just less dead time. You know, when you look at an average game time going from about 3.05 to about 2.40, That's 25 minutes of time when nothing was happening that has been pulled out of the game. And all of a sudden now, this year, the game has a rhythm again. The game, you know, feels like the game felt when I started doing these games in 1979. And that's about what the average game time was. It was just over two and a half hours. And as an announcer, you don't have all this dead time to fill. Um, The game just moves along at a decent pace. And, uh, it made it so much more fun this year <laughs> to work with the pitch clock than it's been the last couple of years. But, you know, it's basically I get paid to watch baseball games, you know, and shoot off my mouth about it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. I've got two great partners who I love working every And uh, I, I don't do a full schedule anymore. And as long as the Rangers, you know, work with me on the number of games I'm going to do, um, why would I not keep doing it? It's, <laughs> it's still fun. 
I want to ask you, if you don't mind, about 2011. Uh, for for baseball fans, they certainly remember the, the Cardinals' iconic rally. It's considered one of the best World Series in in baseball history. What do you remember about calling that series? Oh, Game Six was the biggest you know biggest nightmare that I've gone through, and I really. You know, if you had asked me about this yesterday, I, I would have said I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but today, today, now that the Rangers have won, you know, it, it really did erase erase the demons for me. Now I can talk about. It. But you know, I thought it brought Ranger fans together. You know, as a grouping, having gone through that thing, and I know a lot of the fans who were Ranger fans in 2011 probably aren't with us anymore, and I, I feel really badly that they didn't get a chance to experience this but it was a horror show you know the rangers had never won they'd been around for 40 years in texas and 51 years you know including their time in washington they'd never won and they were a strike away not once but twice and didn't get the job done uh you know a fly ball to right field didn't get caught in the ninth inning and then in the 10th inning after josh hamilton hit a two-run homer uh lance berkman hit you know, this little lucky bloop hit that tied the game up. And it just ripped our heart out. Mm. And, you know, we, as Ranger fans and announcers, we've been haunted by that since 2011. And now, just as the Red Sox fans, you know, could release the uh, demons of Bill Buckner um, <laughs> when they finally won the World Series after their long drought, I think Ranger fans can do that, too. And, you know, I never wanted to hear the name of David Freeze. Oh. It just made me shudder. <laughs> yes. And now now you can say David Freeze as many times as you want, and it's not going to bother me. Because it's all worth it. All the losing, all the heartache, all the pain for this one moment in time. You ask any player, they would tell you the same exact thing. And so I'm really happy for Eric. Of course, happy for the Rangers. It's a first in their franchise history. The fans have suffered so much. This is a feel-good story with so many layers to it. Uh, yes, there, there is a Corey Seager who already had a World Series ring, a Bruce Bochy who had three in his past. But the majority of these guys, yeah, they're coming together for this common goal, and it's euphoric now. All worth it to get to this point, which is what keeps us coming back as sports fans because you never know. It could be our turn next. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you. It's a Thursday. It's November 2nd. And we're about to start week nine in the NFL. Whoa. Let it sink in for a second. It'll wake you up, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it'll make you want to go back and hide under the covers. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. If it amazes you, then you don't know anything about basketball. You're, you're uh, uh, illuminating your uh, relative lack of knowledge of the game with a statement like that. Let's just start all this again. Now, I'm not here to argue the thing with you. I'm not going to debate things with you and people from television. No, you want to an answer from me, you get the answer, you don't like an answer, then don't use the program, okay? This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I wonder how many people remember Bobby Knight as one of the best coaches in college basketball history. A lot of years have passed since he was with Indiana winning three national championships. In fact, one of his Hoosiers teams went undefeated. It's never been replicated again in the sport. From Army to Indiana to Texas Tech. I think a lot of people may remember how he was fired by Indiana. I remember show after show after show in the wake of him getting ousted because he had grabbed the arm of a freshman student who addressed him as, Hey, Knight. Bobby Knight didn't think that was respectful, thought it was disrespectful, and grabbed the student's arm. But he was already operating under a zero-tolerance policy, and for that reason, the administration chose to fire him. He did not forget. He held a grudge. He took it to Texas Tech with him, where he won some more basketball games and made more waves. The legendary coach passing away after a couple years of health problems, his family releasing a statement on Wednesday afternoon at 83 years old. But considering the generation that has passed, there's a chance more people remember him for his controversy, his treatment of... Media, for sure. It made Bill Belichick look tame. For some of his outbursts, like throwing a chair, also reportedly choking a player in a practice going back to the late 90s. But Texas Tech was willing to bring him on board six months after he got fired by Indiana. And he led the team to five 20 win seasons. That was the impact. It had never happened before with the Red Raiders. And so he could coach. But he was unapologetic in the way that he navigated the profession, the way that he dealt with players and administration. Even the way that he handled his own personal business. 
After he left Texas Tech, he became an analyst for a while. There's certainly no one in history quite like Bobby Knight. Lots of tributes pouring in for the former coach. He was one of the top six wins leaders in college basketball history, Division One, Hall of Famer. No, no argument, no disputing how he was able to bring a team together. But I do wonder, today, in 2023, how will people remember him? How do today's college basketball fans remember Bobby Knight? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As we head into week nine in the NFL, still sifting through the rubble of a trade deadline and a firing in Las Vegas that will set the tone for various franchises for the second half. If you missed it earlier, I had a chance to catch up with Kimmy Checks of NFL Network and asked her about the commanders and their strategy moving forward. Yeah, it's a question that remains to be answered But according to Ron Rivera, this was about the team positioning itself for the future. So trading Montez Sweat to the Bears. He he wouldn't talk about the Chase Young piece uh, with the Niners on by. There's some stipulation that the deal isn't completely done yet or official yet. But Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and the commanders making these moves to let these guys go. Montez was, uh, you know, something that really tough decision, but something that we felt was in the best interest of the football team. Um, we really appreciate everything Montez had did for us. A heck of a football player who came in and did some nice things and, and really fit well. Um, but again, this football is a very difficult business and a lot of things change and things happen. Um, and so we made the decision. Really do appreciate everything that Montez did for us and want to wish him the best in Chicago as he finishes up you know, his opportunities there. Well, finishing up being the operative term, right? Because he may not stay in Chicago. Doesn't have a contract past this season. But now that he's with the Bears, Montez not sweating it. Oh, stop it. Yeah, I mean, it's thought about, uh, obviously, a, a player always wants to have security uh, playing the, the, the sport that we play in. But, I mean, I'm sure everything will work, work itself out. Did he know he was going to be traded? Did he have an inkling that this was in the works? It was all type of rumors and stuff like that. Uh, I think they they come about every 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 other year or so. But I mean, it happens. So it's the business. We're expected for him, or we expect him to come here and help our entire team get better. Uh, we see him as a long, fast, explosive, relentless uh, defensive end that can help us both in the run and the pass game. Um, and really, I see him as a multiplier. He's going to allow uh, everyone to, to play better, our entire defensive front, our corners, our safeties. And again, hopefully, the, we talk about the ball all the time, creating turnovers and stops uh, so we can be better. The Bears' Ryan Poles on the addition of Montez Sweat. Maybe question the Bears, too. What are they doing? I have no idea if there will be changes at the end of the year, but they're also a team that seems to have zero identity and the opposite of forward motion. I know Justin Fields is hurt again. 
it's hard to evaluate a team when you're starting a Division II undrafted product at QB, but that's not their only issue. It's not. And I know they're coming off uh, games in which they're competitive. Certainly beating the Raiders helped to end the Josh McDaniels <clears throat> era in Las Vegas. But I don't know whether the Bears' front office and coach combination is long for this world either. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, as well as on our Facebook page, our podcast. It's a new revelation for some fans who found me on social media even yesterday. Didn't know that we had a podcast that was posted every weekday morning, minutes after the show. Uh, minutes after the boom is how I put it on social. So, yeah, if you didn't know that, you can always find it on Twitter or Facebook, and it's available first thing. And, actually, it's a quicker listen because there are fewer breaks, and the breaks are shorter. So, yeah, make sure you bookmark it wherever you get your podcasts. So the Bears and the Commanders do a deal. Even though Ron Rivera couldn't talk about the Chase Young piece, he gets added to a Niners defense that's already known for a pass rush and a fierce physical defensive line, except the Niners are on a three-game win streak. Definitely listen back to the conversation with Kimmy Checks because she was talking about the Niners and where they are right now and why three consecutive losses. Micah Parsons would love to tell you how he feels about the Niners losing three in a row. It's always a rise and a fall in the NFL, right? At one point, you're always going to be on top of the mountain. Football has a funny way of keeping people humble, right? And I'm not saying this is an example for San Francisco. Everyone has to deal with these things in the NFL versus his injuries versus his adversity. I mean, I don't even think the Dallas Cowboys could survive three straight losses. It's not so much as it's Purdy because a lot of people are saying it's Purdy. And it's always easy to blend the quarterback because when they were winning, it was always Purdy's the greatest. I just think San Francisco has to turn it around. They're battling adversity. I definitely think the 49ers will bounce back. They're a great team. I don't think we should bury them for their three straight losses. I think the 49ers humbled us, and I just think life humbled them. Laugh now, cry later. Laugh now, cry later. <laughs> Micah Parsons, The Edge with Micah Parsons is his podcast on the Bleacher Report. It's my new favorite podcast. <laughs> Jay and I think he's angling for a broadcasting job. <laughs> he wants it. He, he's getting more and more comfortable with every single oh, episode yeah. he releases. Oh, yeah. He's in his bag. Is that what the kids say? That he is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Accurate. But I do love his podcast. I'll admit it. This weekend. Now, it's not a distraction, right? This weekend. Cowboys, Eagles. Oh, bring it. Is Jay, this is just early reaction, right? So early returns. Is that the game of the week, or is it Buffalo at Cincinnati? Oh, stop Ooh. it. That's tough. I can't wait to see the votes come in for that one. It's a good problem to have. Or is it Miami, Kansas City, and Frankfurt? Ugh. Woo, week Another nine. Good problem. Do not want to miss week number nine. Seattle and Baltimore is a battle of first-place teams. I know, it's, I know it's not going to win, but Seattle and Baltimore is first-place teams. We don't have the Niners to kick around because they're on a bye. We're back to buys this week. San Francisco, Detroit, Jacksonville, and Denver. <laughs> Which one of these is not like the others? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just looking at the schedule now, and we start tonight with Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Will Levis will get the nod over Ryan Tannehill, who's still out. 
I'm not sure they ever go back to Ryan Tannehill. He has cinder blocks for feet. Not real exciting offense and not healthy. I know a few years ago he was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, but there's a ceiling for Ryan Tannehill on the offense. Just seeing the way that Will was able to to chuck and duck and and open things up and Derrick Henry over 100 yards and there was some energy, some rejuvenation, uh, certainly some movement and liked it. Liked the excitement. Go big or go home. If you're not going to win the AFC South, then you might as well throw your rookie out there and get him ready. Uh, but eight, with Jaron Hall starting this weekend for the Vikings, eight rookie quarterbacks will have started this season in the NFL. Eight of them. You guys, that's a 25% of the league that has started a rookie quarterback at least one game this year. Makes for a wild ride because rookies giveth and they taketh away. (laughs) Hold on to your butts. All right, so we'll talk to you tonight after week nine in the NFL. Again, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.